This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, episode 36. We are uh, Tailgate Talks. I'm here with Dustin and Brooks. Welcome, uh, Jay, Jack, and Joe. Always appreciate you guys joining in on the live stream. This is, we, we, we had the Brooks birthday episode kind of uh, earlier on. We got the Arlie one on this one. We need to we need to figure out when the Dustin one's coming around so we get these birthday episodes. Uh, a little, 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 little tiny shout out, little highlights. We got uh, till August on that one, right? <laughs> I think so, right? Yeah. Okay. So we got a little bit. Dust will be the next one. Mine is tomorrow. But by the time you guys are listening to this on the podcast, it would have been yesterday. So um, happy birthday! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. Eh. Clink. Yeah. Here for the Brooks facts. Rogers always here for the Brooks facts. That's always uh, the the Brooks brain. Got some for you today. <laughs> oh yeah, we got a lot going on for y'all today, guys. Uh, obviously, some disappointment with Texas Tech baseball. A little bit of Texas Tech basketball news coming in, and uh, we're, we're going to have a little bit of a new segment for football coming around, but obviously uh, the, the bigger chunk of the show is going to be over some NBA playoff discussion. A lot going on there, a lot to talk about, a lot of crazy stuff. Literally, we were t- on the text messages earlier today saying we, we are having a hard time writing out the episode for what we were needing today uh, just due to how much news was coming in literally within hours of us trying to get the show rolling. So... Uh, Let's go ahead and jump into the intro here. Uh, first things first, obviously, if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, that will be on on either on iTunes or Spotify. If it is on iTunes, make sure you give us that five-star rating. Make sure you drop a review below. And uh, lastly, and most importantly, uh, you know, this is how we grow. We, we, we really need those for, for our sponsors later on. So if you are listening, please do both of those things for us. If you're wanting to follow us on Twitter... Our uh, Twitter handle is at tailgate underscore talks. We are also on Instagram and Facebook. But uh, if you want to kind of follow our personal accounts and catch your own opinions throughout the week on Twitter, Dustin, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And uh, last thing that I do want to mention is the the YouTube channel. Uh, Well, actually, two more things. Sorry. We have the YouTube channel. We've been posting a couple videos each week. Uh, getting that out there for you guys, getting a little bit of shorts. Our last YouTube video, unfortunately, fell kind of flat the very next day after we posted it. Uh, but um, that's kind of part of the business of trying to kind of get sports news out to you guys. Um, and then, of course, if you have any sort of uh, thoughts or questions or anything you want to know or hear about it on the show, or if you have any sort of kind of offers or sponsorships or anything like that, and you want to reach out to us, that would be tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com for the podcast email. So, uh, I guess let's go ahead and jump into the episode. We got a lot to talk about today. We got Club Red coming up right now.
so Club Red. This is a uh, not the discussion we were kind of hoping to have jumping into the episode this week. Um, I think all three of us were, were, were pretty confident going into the Super Regionals. And unfortunately, Stanford hits us with a 1-2 knockout. Knocks us out of the tournament. Um, I think I was catching a little bit more sentiment and and uh, kind of heavy emotion from Brooks over the weekend. Similar to me, I was pretty pissed off. But Brooks, uh, thoughts and feelings about this Super Regional against Stanford? A disappointment. A lot of frustration. Just all the emotions I think you kind of feel after your season ends when you felt like you had a chance to make a run for, you know, to Omaha and kind of see what happens there. And, you know, you just got knocked out. Uh, I felt like our effort really wasn't there. Our fight wasn't there. We just got punched in the mouth in that first inning of the game one, and we just were never able to recover. And it was just, it was just frustrating, man. It's not fun to watch that. I turned both games off pretty early. That's never a good sign. I uh, just felt like we were starting every inning with two outs automatically, two strikes automatically, just not a, a great approach. I'm sure there's some, you know, questionable decisions made, but uh, I, I don't know. It was, it was tough, hot weekend, didn't go our way. Maybe Stanford is just really, really good at baseball. I don't know, Dustin, you were there. Yeah. Give us uh, views from, from inside the law. What was it? What was it like for you at the stadium, man? Because like I, obviously we were frustrated at home, but I can only imagine being there. Yeah, it was very tense frustration. Um, I think we were all pretty stunned, is a good word for it. Yeah, that we just forgot how to hit a baseball when that's usually our bread and butter. Um, especially since Tadlock's been here, like we're usually the team that can hit, and we'll win a game ten to nine. And we're all right with that. Uh, but we couldn't hit for crap. I mean, <clears throat> Friday, their ace was pitching. And like I said last week, he's really good. And we weren't going to – we don't have another pitcher that could have matched up. We weren't going to win that game regardless. But then you come out Saturday and don't do anything again. I mean, Easton Morrell has your only two hits of the day. Like, you, you're you not going to win that way. Like, it's really sucked. Like, to have to sit through it. Yeah, I left early Saturday because I wasn't going to watch Stanford celebrate on our field. Um, yeah, it sucked after a weekend two weeks ago where you play your base, best baseball of the year and you're rolling, you got things going good, you have a ton of confidence, you have another home series, and we have almost 5,000 people packed in there in a 105-degree weather, and then – Nothing, literally nothing. So very disappointing. Um, at least now there's some, I don't know if it's good or bad because they just keep rubbing baseball stuff in our face with all these awards that we're getting. But it's cool that they're getting some awards and some recognition and some guys that will definitely be back in the next year or two. It's, it's still, it's still heartbreaking. Like, uh, like, there was there was that shot and with the regional and sweeping the regional going into the supers against Stanford, you really thought like, all right, they've kind of figured out how to kind of kind of, I, I guess, ha- how to counter their 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 inadequacies. If we, we can kind of put it that way, like they figured out what to do to, to compete. 
and what was the total score line in between Stanford and Tech this weekend? What, 25 to... 24 to 3. There we go, 24 to 3. Like, where, where in the <laughs> hell were our big bats? What in the yeah, f- we happened? Were, I don't know what well, it was. Here's the other thing. Every fly ball that they hit oh, yeah, got man. out. Every yeah. fly ball that we hit that we thought was good, pop out. Yep. Yeah. It was like, what? What's going on? Like, and I, I, I saw enough foul balls to last me a lifetime over those two <laughs> games. It felt like yeah. every time, and the commentators were doing a good job of pointing out there, like these are balls that you got to put in play. Yes. Like, there's a mistake fastball right down the middle, and we foul it off. Mistake up high, and we foul it off. Like we just couldn't put the ball in play and at least make the defense have to try. It was just ridiculous. Easy, and then the outs, terrible yeah. at bats, easy outs. Um, we never made it hard on their pitcher, their defense, Mm-mm. their hitters obviously had an easy time because they were up the whole game. So they could do kind of whatever they wanted. Yeah, they were relaxed. They made it easy for them. They well, won the mental game. I think too, they came out wearing their blacks the first day. 106 yeah, we degrees. In the stands, we were like, oh, Stanford's supposed to be the smart ones. They're wearing black when it's 108 degrees. Fucking crank out 16. And then they 15. just beat their ass. Fucking hell. It's so frustrating, dude. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm i glad. I, I, I know that, like, so many people, like, instantly on Twitter were like, well, look at the bright side, but that doesn't make it any fuck. Oh, dude, it doesn't make it any easier. Like, yeah, it's good that we're in this discussion. Yeah, it's good that we're in the talks of making the, the, the college world series every year. And Tadlock is, has been a, a blessing to the university overall, but it's just where, where the hell were they? They didn't show up. Like, like we, we, we sent out like our, our, our C squad of, of, yeah. of like ninth grade recruits. And that's who stepped to the plate. Just intimidated. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my least favorite Twitters is the people who have to rush in right after and be like, what a great season. Yep. What a great nope. accomplishment. Nope. Like let it, let it sit for a little bit. Like I, I'm mad. I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated with just watching terrible baseball. Like mm-hmm. let me soak in that for a little bit. And then eventually like, yeah, I understand it was a complicated season. We had a lot of things not go our way and for us to make the supers. Yeah. Really good. But the people who got to jump on our ass right at the start of it, like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, let, yeah, we played let terrible. Let me grief a bit. And, let me just, just a little, please. And, and I don't know. I was going to kind of run it by y'all. What I, I love oh. Tadlock, but he made some questionable coaching decisions. I did not understand for the life of me why Dylan Carter was in our two spot in our winner go home game. A dude who I think struck out almost every at bat he had over the weekend. I, I couldn't understand that I, I, at I, all. I think that was desperation. Yeah, Desperation is maybe Cody Masters or somebody who actually can hit the ball, but Dylan Carter's not there for offensive spark. No, I don't know. But, I mean, other side of that, this was Tadlock's best coaching year. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to question it, but at the same time, I was there were some questionable decisions made. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I understand Cal Conley was uh, not feeling great over the weekend, right. and so that kind of contributed to his not playing so great. But – I still thought I didn't understand Dylan Carter there. I, I understand playing him as center, but put him at the back of the lineup kind of, <laughs> I don't know. There, I just didn't understand that for the life of me. It's, it's, it's super frustrating, but I, I think the only, the only other thing that I, I mean, I, I had kind of said it that they needed to watch out going into the super regionals because I, 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 I don't know where I read it, 
but I was looking into it before the matchup or before the game, uh, was that Stanford in general did play or start with a chip on their shoulder over not getting that eight seed over us. And so like, I don't know if that had anything to play with it. I don't know if that was part of it, that they just came in just mad as hell, but like, they, they 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 played they played mad as hell. They, they played angry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like good. they look they look mad. I I don't know. That it, it was weird. It was a weird super regional weekend overall. Wasn't there like two or three top seeds that got knocked out? Yeah, Arkansas went down. That's one number one overall seed. Um, I, so. I don't really know any other ones. Um, it's still pretty loaded um, and really good Omaha. So it's. I was yeah. afraid that Texas is going to have an easy trip, and they won't. I mean, you still have, I think, six or five of the top eight seeds there. So, yeah. And then, of course, Stanford's good. Virginia's good. So, it's going to be it's, it's going to be a good College World Series. All right. So, um, the the next part that we do need to kind of move on to is going to be that a uh, couple of our players. We kind of touched base on it a little bit in there, but. Uh, Kindly getting the 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 Brooks Wallace Award, and then Young getting um, what was it? Uh, place first team. That's what it was. Um, so again, kind of yay, but like we're all st- like this was too soon. Like we're all still kind of mad, and so yeah. to get this news, we're like, oh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, uh, Dustin, th- thoughts on thoughts on the awards. Thoughts on thoughts on the the our Texas Tech players getting some recognition. I don't know what what, what do you feel over there. I mean, it's great. I mean, the two guys that are getting all the awards, it's no surprise. I mean, Cal and Jace had amazing, amazing, amazing years. I mean, Jace is still in the running for like Player of the Year, I think. So, um, for him to be getting Cal to be getting shortstop of the year, both the guys are considered freshmen, so they're getting freshman awards, but they're also First team All American to have two guys at that spot. I mean, that puts you. Kids look at that. I mean, that's big, that you can produce that. So it it's only helpful for recruiting at this point. Yeah, and they'll be back. They'll be back. So that's awesome. <laughs> Brooks and he's the... go ahead, go ahead. I mean, it's just cool. He's the first shortstop from Texas Tech to win the award. That's named after a guy who played for Texas Tech. So and whose name is Brooks. On top ah, of it, so. another Brooks. We got another Brooks so, in the yeah. running, guys. I forgot. <laughs> so yeah, we'll take that. But I guess I, I don't really know who can come back. Dustin, are you aware of players who are draft eligible? Oh, I have. I've been trying to. I've been trying to find it, and I can't find any of our b- baseball writers or whatever they are actually giving us any information on what to look forward to next year. They just, I mean, top of my head, like Connor Queens, not bad. He's a super senior this year. Uh, I think sublet's gone. I think uh, Braxton Fulford gone. gone. Yeah. Sublet's gone. I mean, more of like our best guys. I think Jace, Jace is back. It's Cal back. Cal will be back. Um, I don't know about the outfield off the top of my head. Parker Kelly will be back. Hopefully he'll be back to his defensive specialist role or learn how to hit. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Rombach's back. I think the majority of our guys are back. I was just curious if there was any, like, weird – because MLB draft eligible rules are a lot different, so I wasn't sure if there was, like, Cal Conley was eligible to get drafted or something. 
it's not like NFL. You got to be out of high school for three years or like old enough. Yeah. So yeah. I, don't, I don't think any of them qualify. I, I, I think we'll be we'll pretty be good in bringing loaded again next year and hopefully bring back some pitching and be maybe a little more healthy. That'll be yeah. the main. That'll be the main part next year. And I, I guess we can kind of touch base on that real quick with the whole season wrap up thing, uh, which is disappointing. Good season, disappointing end. But um, where, where, how does it? How do we really look going forward? I mean, we're bringing back a lot of things, but like, awesome. what, what, what do we need? Obviously, going back into into the recruiting over the off season, going into the going into the fall. What do we need for next season, uh, Brooks? What are you thinking over there? I mean, just baseball. You're just loading up on whatever dudes you can find. Because I mean, just you don't necessarily need just a center fielder. Because most of these dudes play like every single position. <laughs> so you just need dudes who can play the field and can hit, and then dudes who can throw strikes. Like I've, our pitching was definitely our weakness this season. Mm. Uh, we definitely need to improve on that. Uh, I'm not really we sure. We had a lot how. of young guys pitch, so yeah, a lot of good experience going forward too. That part's true, and that that'll yeah, that'll, that'll kind of benefit us in the long run too with them getting. We got to get somebody who can control the ball, like like that can throw strikes, and it's not an experience every time they go up to the mound. So yeah. we need some con- consistency there. Not really sure how you get it. Saw some people kind of dogging Gardner over the weekend, wondering if he's really as good of a pitching coach as we say. I'm not really sure if that's warranted, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, it's what happens when you have four guys that you expected to be part of your rotation, not in your rotation, and you're not having to rely on guys who didn't really expect to yeah. earlier in their careers. So, huh. um, yeah, that. Yeah, pitching. That, that, that's the key. The, looking through the roster, the big guys that are not going to be back are going to be noisy. Um, I'm not sure if Monteverdi can come back. He has redshirt senior on his thing, so I don't know. Um, Drew Baker could possibly come back because he's only a junior right now. Braxton's only a junior. So, I mean, those guys could come back um, depending on how the draft goes. But I mean, we can yeah. be pretty damn loaded come next year with so that's almost kind of like what I'm five percent of the team back from what it looks like. That's kind of what I'm feeling going into next season for them. Honestly, it's just that like everything was so weird over the last year and a half, right? And so like training schedules were weird. Uh, Off season recruiting was weird. A lot of this, like we're seeing it in other sports, we're seeing it in the NBA right now, we're seeing it in in, in football you know, um, in, in, in their, their, their early camps and stuff that like off season training for everybody just went really weird. And so like you see a lot of injuries happening, unfortunately across the board. And I think with, what is it? An entire summer, an entire fall, and then early spring with enough kind of time to get their shit together. I do think Texas tech will be ready enough to go, go into this next season really really ahead of the game but yeah i'm hoping anyways. yeah i don't know normal getting some normalcy back is gonna help yeah, and then of course you know you add our recruiting class into what we already have it'll be i, I mean it'll be the same college world series expectations as always <laughs> yep all right so um let's go ahead we're gonna move on because again we got plenty to talk about in the nba section uh the we, we do want to take a quick look at texas tech basketball we do have a new commit 
That is uh, Bryson Williams from UTEP. Uh, six eight two thirty little 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 little, uh, little stocky guy, Jesus. Um, but uh, do we have any? Do we have any kind of news about this guy? What, what do we know about him, Brooks? Dude can get buckets. Is, is all I it? know. <laughs> yeah, Dustin's right. He's a dude who averaged over fifteen points and seven rebounds in his last two seasons at UTEP. Uh, he had 23 and 13 against Kansas last year. They almost knocked off Kansas in Lawrence. I remember kind of watching bits of that game. And then, of course, Kansas came back and won. But uh, pretty good, pretty good, highly coveted guy that we got. Arkansas, Texas, a lot of really good teams were after him. So this is a big get. Gets us another big guy that we can rely on. Uh, most of them, most people see him as a starter. Yeah, uh, coming in. So yeah, anytime you get a guy like that, that's that's good news. Um, glad to have Bryson join the squad. I think it'll be solid. Uh, Dustin, thought thoughts on the on the incoming uh, incoming Williams? Yeah, no, his highlights look great, especially against legit D one comp- other competition. Um, especially when UTEP wasn't that good last year. I mean, he kind of. Brought them a lot of places they shouldn't have been, like that game Brooks talked about. But yeah, he can get buckets however he wants to. Um, yeah, he's not six six or six seven, so we got a little more height there. I was kind of giggling about that earlier. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. hey, just another guy that can score, yeah, so, and a little bigger body, so that helps. Uh, I think it's a good move, and again, speaking a lot towards uh, towards Mark Adams and his his program and his reputation around the around the. Uh, NCAA rings or circles. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So I guess the next thing that we do kind of want to look at is the the uh, TJ Shannon uh, watch. Um, where are we at with this? Ha- has anything been put out, or is this just kind of a just hold our breath and see kind of moment? Uh, does anybody know? That's the thing. Nobody knows about yeah. TJ Shannon, I guess. Or he's dropped off the NBA draft boards. Has he? Uh, okay, so is he off the NBA draft boards at least? He is a second round at best, like looking through some of the important mock drafts, the guys that I trust who have gotten it pretty close to right over the last few years. Yeah. They don't have him as a first rounder. And from kind of the rumor mill, me and Dustin have heard that if he's not a first round grade, we think he's coming back. And so you're seeing a lot of people have him as a second rounder. Um, he was invited to the combine, so that's a chance for him to work on his skills. But I think it's just interesting because you have a lot of players tweeting at him, like, you know, group photos and then quote tweeting it with the at, T, you know, at Terrence yeah. Shannon Jr. on Twitter. And there's a bunch of dudes saying it. And of course, everybody's, you know, his locker's still there. So everybody's just kind of keeping a close eye on it because if you, Get him back. Your trajectory definitely changes quite a bit because yeah. now you have a certified, legit star who's been through the whole thing that can give you twenty points a night if he wants to. Um, so I, I think it's interesting just to watch, and I think we're all hopeful that he comes oh, back. Yeah. No, definitely hoping he makes it back. He was a great player for us last year, and with, with all the talent that we have coming in. Um, I think him yeah. him kind of leading the way would definitely. That's what I like to. Yeah, um, but let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on, uh, keep an eye on, keep a watch on that for you guys listening. 
Uh, so the last uh, little tidbit about this, and, and I kind of laughed at this one a little bit because that's fucking ridiculous. But um, the, 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 the show note itself, and I'll read it word for word. Why do we get mad at preseason rankings in June? Question <laughs> mark. Um, and we shouldn't be, but we get mad because no matter how long or how good Texas Tech is, for how many years now, we still don't get any credibility. We don't get any respect. And these old school, old classic schools get one good player and they're all of a sudden top tier. So, um, Brooks, you, you you wrote the show notes. Why don't you take the helm on this one? Why do we get mad at preseason rankings in June? It's just fucking June, man. We're not even close to the season. No. Like, what what is this? There's still... It's annoying. There's still players. There's still players that have to make draft decisions. We're not even through the NBA season. We're not even close. And it's just a random dude, Jeff Goodman, who has never really liked tech ever. Stop lying ne- to him on Twitter, yeah. everybody. Just stop. It's, it's okay. Pointless. Let I him get do it. whatever he's yeah. BS doing. I get it. We're bitter that another school is getting highly, highly ranked on there. But guess what? Jeff Goodman's fucking top 25 in june don't have any effect on the season how it's gonna play out so just chill quit adding him like he clearly you know likes beard and that new color that he's gonna be having on over there (laughs) and they're getting that shine just because it is that university for sure but come on let's calm down you know we got a lot of moving parts here we haven't seen mark adams at the d1 level yet we haven't seen all these guys play together that we have on our roster. There's a lot of unknowns. Uh, just calm down. Quit getting angry over something that doesn't matter at all. Uh, it's just it's worthless. And it's been going on for like almost 24 hours now. These people won't yes. stop. We're not even ah. on his top 25. That's that's a joke, actually. Who cares that 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 he put, that he that he put some little some little Austin ugly orange team in third. And we're gonna- we're not going to be. <laughs> we don't have anybody returning last year that was a key it's contributor. We lost everybody. Yeah, this is um, funny. But it is funny. The only thing I will mention is that we would always complain that we weren't getting the respect when he- Beard was here, and then all of a sudden it goes to UT, and now all that respect <laughs> just comes in full force. Yeah, that is something I find kind of interesting. It was like, oh, we're. But I mean, it played out to be where we were actually too highly rated anyway. So maybe also let's just true. hope that trend continues <laughs> for him. Also true. Um, okay. Yeah, that was, that was just, it was some very funny wording that you put on there. And I was like, we, we, I, I got to emphasize this a it's little bit. fucking June. People. <laughs> all right. All right. Ah. So um, to wrap up club red, because I, I do want to kind of kick us over to our NBA playoff discussion quickly here. Uh, to wrap it up, we do have an upcoming series. We're going to be over the next couple of weeks. We're going to be going over our top five moments in Texas Tech football history with the Texas Tech football season coming around in about a month and a half. Is that about right? Two months. We're about two yeah, months. We're out. Like a, yeah, we're yeah. like 11 weeks out. Yeah. So we're going to go through our top five, not history, but our personal history with the team. Like what our fifth favorite moment to us is as an yeah. individual. So we'll go through that each week. We'll do a, our moments and countdown from there. A and, little bit uh, of a series to add some content to Club Red while <clears throat> tech sports are non-existent. Yeah, Roger. That's why he has a 64-ounce beer mug, okay? 
Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Texas Tech sports are done, and baseball was a letdown. Um, so, that kind of wraps up Club Red for the week, but just know that we do have that upcoming Texas Tech football segment coming up for you guys that are a big fan of our Club Red se- Club Red segment. Um, so, let's go ahead and jump this over to basketball. And I'm uh, going to kick this over to Brooks here in a second. We're going to be talking about the playoffs, where they're at, the East, the West, and uh, a lot of the injury reports going on, a little bit of news around the league. But uh, let's go ahead and kick it off. This is Tailgate Talks NBA. Stay tuned for Tailgate Talks NBA. All right, I hate this little... It's like it works, but then sometimes it's like it, it just fumbles the file location. Anyways, so, Brooks, take it away, man. Where are we at in the NBA? Get us going on this one. All right, we're midway, nearing the end of the second round. Most series are six games in. The sixth game will be over on all of the series tonight as we are recording. Uh, let's there's a lot of news today. Arlie said a little news. There is a lot of news Why? dumped on us all morning long. Trying to keep up with it was pretty difficult and almost exhausting. Uh, we'll get to some of the other key news that dropped, but let's kind of go series by series as we uh, get to the uh, conference semifinals right around the corner. So last night's game, I don't know if y'all watched it. I watched one of the worst coach games I think <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. The Bucks versus Nets. Game five Agreed. was last Find night. It. The Brooklyn Nets, led by an incredible Kevin Durant performance, take a three-game to two series lead over the Milwaukee Bucks. The Nets were without Kyrie Irving, and they were with about 40% of James Harden <laughs> yeah. and still defeated the Bucks. Um, I'm going to go off for a second on this one. This was absolutely horrible. I've never been – I'm not a Bucks fan mm-hmm. at all. I could care less. I just don't want the Nets to win. Same. But this was embarrassing. This was an embarrassing game to watch. I do not understand for the life of me how they have a 40% James Harden and they're face guarding him up and down the floor every possession like he's 100%. Yeah. They got out there and you immediately got to realize that Everybody watching the game realized, oh, James Harden is not himself. He can't score. He was like, oh, for whatever from the field. I think he only had free throws were his only points. He was not himself. When they're face guarding him with their best defender up and down the court the whole game, like he's 100%. They never adjusted. And then Kevin Durant is fireballing P.J. Tucker, Chris Middleton, whatever. Dumb, smaller defender that the Bucks threw at him. While they've got Giannis, former defensive player of the year, Anton Sacupo, in the corner guarding Landry Shamit or Joe Harris. Like, absolutely doing nothing while Kevin Durant hits yet again another three who was having a special performance last night. And you keep throwing P.J. Tucker at him. And he's just like, all right, I'll hit another three over you. It was just no adjustments whatsoever. And then on defense, they don't even attack James Harden, who has one hamstring. Drew Holiday can't attack him. Giannis is settling for jump shots over him. Just absolutely insane that they didn't take advantage of a Harden who clearly wasn't himself, who couldn't drive, who probably wasn't going to be able to defend Giannis. Just absolutely absurd. I was baffled. Did y'all catch the game? What are your thoughts? Somebody help me. I'm 
I can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> I'm pissed. Wow. We got so mad to the point where we can't even discuss it. I just, it's it disgusting. Was, it's go, disgusting. Go ahead. Well, and it was definitely a late game. I mean, I was like fourth quarter, like fumble by that whole coaching staff. And Budenholzer comes from like the Popovich. Pop, Popovich coaching tree, like one of the best coaches ever. So he's not like ignorant about mm. this. He just sat on his hands and let let it happen. Like that's the like amazing part about it. And it's like you have to do something about it. Like I get like adjust Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant but you got to do something about it. Try it. You got heart, you got freaking Giannis there. Try it. He can make it and at like, least a little that, more difficult on him. And the fact that that's probably gonna be the nail in your season. Like and that's the turning point of the whole season right there is because of that. Like, damn. And maybe his job. Oh, his be. job's definitely gone if he, they lose this series, which I, I expect them to. But I mean, you had that you had the chance right there. That was the best chance you're gonna have to take advantage of the series. Yeah. No Kyrie, no Kyrie. limited harden. Um you, you had that opportunity and you just let it go by. Arlie, did you have anything on that uh on that game or the any NBA, of those decisions? The NBA and the NBA gods in particular love to slow pitch toss a a a a a ball right down center plate to these Milwaukee Bucks year after year. And what they get what is Annoyingly, the most the the probably the most talented basketball team I think I've seen in in the last probably like twenty years. Personally, I think they have the most star power I've ever seen in twenty years. And they get they get two injuries, and one of them comes back at like y'all said twenty five percent. They stick their best defender on the on their 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 guy walking out there with a cane, and <laughs> and what happens oh they they lose what was it what was the the lead there a 20 no 17 point lead? like 17 point lead i think so yeah some 17 point lead they had so like they blow a 27 or 17 point lead and how many slow pitches do the milwaukee bucks need before they're like no they're they're frustratingly not good and like we're starting to see that more and more and i think that like Giannis has Giannis has some 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 talent backing him now. I I'm flustered. I really don't know. I'm all over the place with this, and like it's just super annoying that like Body this was the one chance. This was the one chance that the Brooklyn Nets were going to get knocked out this season, and I I highly discourage the level at which they brought superstar power. I don't mind two or three getting together, but they brought like five, and so like I, I that's the part where I don't like the Nets. And this was the one chance or one shot. Now I think it's just literally easy one-way street to the NBA Finals for the Nets now. I think we overestimated some of the help. Drew Holiday was terrible last night, um, and he was a guy that we thought was going to help make a difference, and he was scared to attack a one-legged James Harden. Um, I don't really know what Brooke Lopez is doing. He's taller than everybody, yet he's not around the rim. Um, threes now. Yeah, and then your best player Giannis is a shooting liability. So at the game, end of the game, they're just fouling him and putting him on the free throw line. So I just I don't really know what the Bucks do from here. I don't really know how you build a team around Giannis unless you just have a bunch of shooters because all Blake Griffin is doing is 
just getting in the paint and saying, bring it. <laughs> yeah, um, I love him. He's just like, come on, come on, come on. It's, it's just it's unbelievable. I just don't really know what they do. And, and, and you know, they have a coach who can't make adjustments, so we're not sure what to do. And we'll probably – they'll oh. fire him and get a new coach who will open up this door, and we'll be like, oh, they could have been doing this. Are we they looking at doing the, that? Are we looking at the Cliff Kingsbury of the NFL of the NBA? He very well could be. No <laughs> adjustments. No. Okay. So at all. on the other side of the coin, though, as, as again, as much as I don't like rooting for the Nets, you got to tip your hat your hat off to Durant on this one. Forty nine yeah. points yeah. off twenty three attempts. That's yeah. insanity. Yeah, so he played the whole game. Yeah. Every yeah. So like, that like, was my next point was, okay, sorry. I mean, what an all-time legacy game by Kevin Durant. 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, three steals, two blocks, 48 minutes. Didn't come off the floor and did everything that you needed him to do. Just one of those reminds me of like that LeBron uh, game six against the Celtics when you felt that the series was over back in Boston. LeBron just did everything he could, stole that game six from him in 2012. Yep. And then, you know, propels him to a title. That kind of felt like last night for KD. He was backs against the wall. It's just me out here and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to throw PJ Tucker at me? Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, no. He 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 pets he pets PJ Tucker like a small child. It doesn't work. I'm sorry. They need to they they need better defense on him, and obviously they're not going to be able to do it. The adjustment's not there, and the Bucks uh, are Giannis, not what we thought they were. Giannis says he's going to DM up Game Six, so we'll see if that happens. But I just don't understand how they didn't at least try that when you know Katie's going for almost 50 points on you. Yeah. But I mean, Game moves, Six. Game six shifts to Milwaukee. Do y'all have any chance? Do y'all see any chance for Milwaukee coming out of this, or do you think this series is over? I have to think about it. I hadn't really thought about it, honestly, because like in my head, I'm just like, this is the most pathetic showing ever. But then every time I feel that way, the Bucks pull out another win out of their fucking ass somehow. And so, like, I... Dustin, if, you look if, like you're contemplating yeah, yeah, yeah. things here. Go ahead. No, no he's I, picking nets, and we know it. No, I actually think the Bucks will be fired up about how Same. they've been embarrassed on TV for the last day and a half, two days. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen, too. So, is, well, is... we'll know pretty quick, I think. I think by the end of the first quarter, you'll know how much the nets have and what the attitude is of the Bucks. So I guess kind of counter question to your question would be, do does KD and does Brooklyn have the stamina to keep this up? Because that was an all-time comeback. That was an all-time performance. Huh? Yeah. Reggie Miller threw it out there that maybe they should just sit Kevin Durant and James Harden in game six and just throw Bro, it all into I game seven. I didn't, I didn't hear that. That's funny. Um, uh, but I mean, what do you think? Do you I, think I, I think, I think, I think you obviously you try to win, but if it's one of those games where you're in the second quarter and the Bucks are just laying the hammer down on you, I think yeah. maybe yeah you pack it in, get KD some rest, get Harden some rest, yeah. and then you yeah you go all in on Game Seven. But if you have a chance to win Game Six, you don't ever leave a playoff game on the table because you never know what's going to happen in a Game Seven. True. Um, but I mean, I think his point he should have been like you pack it in 
you pack it in if you're getting destroyed and then figure it out from there. But just to completely give away a game in the playoffs is just ridiculous. I completely agree to that. Uh, It's, it's, this is the most frustrating series. Uh, both teams are better than they're playing. Like, Brooklyn Nets, in all honesty, shouldn't have lost any games to the Bucks, and the Bucks should have been capitalizing on all of these injuries and shouldn't have lost any games to the Nets. So it's like, uh, uh, predicting this series has been a, an actual headache, I think. I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, well, save your headache. We'll have a game. We'll have to pick game six later on in the shop yeah, bets. But yeah. the other Eastern Conference series... Uh, that is going on. Game five is currently on as we speak. The Hawks are trailing the Sixers by quite a bit uh, at this point in the game. Um, but the Hawks did even up the series in game four, making it 2-2. There was a pretty exhausted-looking Joel Embiid in that second half. He actually went 0-12 in the second half, which is the most shots in 0-4, I think, in a half in playoff history or something I saw uh, kind of like that. Uh, and then he missed a layup that could have tied the game at the end or won the game. I can't remember if they were down two or up down by one. Uh, Dustin, do you get, get to catch any of that Hawks uh, Sixers game? And I know you're watching the one now. Where are your thoughts yeah, at on this series? Not the other one, but this one, I mean, it's a blowout. So we'll have three, two Sixers most likely by the end of this one. Um, I don't see either of these teams challenging the Nets, though. So That's the point. I'd, I've kind of lost interest in this series because of what I see down the road. And I mean, it's just, it's hard to watch the Sixers. Like Ben Simmons and Embiid, we've known for like, what, three years, they're not going to work together. And the Sixers are just forcing it and they're still trying to force it. Like Ben Simmons doesn't want to shoot the ball. He can't shoot free throws. Like, what are they doing? They're not going to win it. I, Lost so, interest in it. So, Embiid with 24 tonight already, and we're in the second quarter. It's it's a He's big balling. performance from him. He's balling out, yeah. But, I mean, obviously that that's a big chunk of the, the 62-36 lead. But, so, I guess, uh, uh, again, uh, uh, another question that I'm posing here is, if Embiid is healthy, if Simmons is healthy, if Curry is, is not – is hitting his shots like he should be, is that enough to challenge Nets considering we don't know which of their big three we're getting on a nightly basis? I think they have enough to – um, to, and I think the Hawks are a better team than people are kind of giving them credit for. So the fact that they've taken two games here is not super surprising because they've been playing really good as of late. But I think they have the inside – like Joel Embiid is going to be a huge problem for the Nets that they don't have anybody who can defend him. Um, They don't have anybody they can throw at him. That's going to contain him. Ben Simmons is going to provide enough defense and then some added length inside. That's going to hurt him. Dwight Howard can, you know, be a force down low for a little bit. And then if you can hit shots, I think they have enough. And yeah, if the Nets keep, coming up with injuries left and right, I think they're going to be enough to challenge them. I think as long as Embiid can not 
you know, (laughs) get exhausted in the second half. We're going to get Nets and Sixers in the conference finals, and it's going to be the most injured-laden conference. Yeah, dude, I I almost... I'm going to end up sucking because of it. The rest of the playoffs could end up sucking, but we'll get to some of those injuries later. But, I mean, it's just it seems like it's going to be... Like guys are tweeting out today, it's going to be blocked by Tony Snell in the <laughs> finals as like the iconic call and are over blocks Javon Carter from the Suns just because everybody's going to be hurt by the end of this. That's why. Um, that's why I texted that earlier. Like we're we're one Devin Booker away from literally uh, uh, freaking KD against against the 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 B team of the West. Whoever comes out, yeah, it's it's been brutal, but I think. Uh, Obviously, the Sixers look like they're probably in prime position to take this game and then the rest of the series. Next series, let's go over to the Western Conference. This one had some big news drop today. It's the Clippers and the Jazz game five tonight. The Clippers had done that thing where they lost the first two games and then came back to even the series. Seems like this is the normal thing for them to do. Kawhi had himself a game, but then the news broke this morning that he is going to be out for game five. And then it trickled in later that he might be out for the rest of the series. And then it trickled in later that they fear that he might have an ACL injury, uh, which would end his postseason uh, and most likely the Clippers postseason. This is not a team that can be carried by Paul George. Nope. Dustin, where are you finding this series at with all that news that came in today? It's been a fun series so far, but this puts a, big damper on it uh you think that this is the end of be off for a clippers team that tried to preserve Kawhi as much as they could yeah if they don't come somehow save game five which is highly unlikely i mean they're done and i mean Kawhi, they're calling it a knee sprain right now by the time everybody listens you'll know a better answer of what it is there's too much swelling right now to kind of figure out what it is but it was an awkward kind of misstep, and yeah, ACLs tend to do that on uh, those kind of things. That's how those happen. And yeah, if they don't have Kawhi, they're not going any further. And I know we mentioned it last series with the Mavericks. Like, is this going to be the end of the road of the Clippers, or are they going to try to keep it together and go one more round next year with this group? And it kind of sucks that they were trying to get things rolling and maybe going to make a conference finals. And now that's on a complete reversal and it's in the jazz hands now. Yeah. That does kind of, I think change maybe the off season. If there's that, what if question, Mm -hmm. like how, if we were healthy, we could have, we could have. And that, I mean, screws a lot of teams most of the time I feel like, and they hang on too long. Yeah. We also got to think the Clippers have only been doing this for two years now, so it might still be too early um, when yeah. they have that what if factor coming in now. Arlie, you've been hard on the Clippers all year for resting yeah. dudes, and then it turns out that well, Kawhi maybe should have been rested as knee giving him problems. He's had lower leg problems for the better part of three, four, se- four seasons now. Um, are you feeling about the injury? We obviously know injuries suck. Are, does that change your thoughts on anything at all regarding the player rest? Uh, it, it changes my feelings towards this towards this series completely. And the thing is, is that like I, I I wanted the Clippers to be at full force and lose embarrassingly. 
I wanted them to be giving their 110% and then lose. But like yeah. now that Kawhi's out and, and uh, it, even though they just say it's game five, it, it's potentially for the rest of the series. I, I don't like it as I don't like it at all. Honestly, I wanted the Clippers to be at a hundred percent. I wanted them to be healthy and I wanted them to lose to show it like sitting players is not how you yeah. win NBA series. Like it's great that, that like he's here or that he made it this far and that he's had a good career and that he's playing and that's how he's done in load management his entire career. But like the Utah jazz are going to run away with the series and this is going to be done in the next two games. Maybe, maybe game seven, but that's really unlikely in my opinion, but you don't uh, believe in Paul George. No, that's a joke. Uh, you're funny. I like the I like the laughter right after, but no, that's a joke. Uh, Paul George is not enough. Paul George is 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 um is the Maybe number he upgrades to R rated nope. this postseason after nope. being PG thirteen his whole life. <laughs> Paul Paul George is the number two receiver behind Julio Jones. That's why he the reason he has points every single game. The reason he has touchdowns every game. Jay Brown's is, pretty good. Uh, no, stop. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. You know what I mean. Like, like the reason he gets open looks. And the reason, because they got to stop Kawhi. That's their main priority. So, like, PG with, with 31 last game is not because Paul George went off and had 31 points. No, no, no. It's because Kawhi was there on the floor, and they have to double guard him. And Paul George has one guy to jump over, and that's it. It, it, it changes the series entirely. And, unfortunately, this is, uh, as a competitor, like, you want to see the best that that opponent has to offer. And if you do beat them, you beat them at their best. And the Jazz are not going to be beating the Clippers at their best, but they're going to move on to the next round and face the Suns. There's there's no other outcome. Yeah, it's disappointing. And uh, it's another injury that we've dealt with. This postseason has had nine All-Stars that have missed games in the postseason, which is the most ever in postseason history. Uh, so it, it's disappointing. I, too, like Harley, wanted to see them go down with the full team and then Paul George, you know, clanking a th- – three off the side of the backboard from the corner uh, to miraculously lose them another game, a seven or something like that. But unfortunately looks like we're not going to get that, but the last series it's completed. It was completed. Suns in four Boom. Suns in four, <laughs> the nuggets blown out of the water in the first round. They're swept and we've got a stat of the day for you. Yeah, we do. Where we're going to jump right into it. Shit, let's go. Take that for data. All right, Dustin, stat of the week. What you got for us, This one actually comes courtesy of Brooks. He had a good one for us. But Jokic, our reigning MVP, becomes the first MVP since Magic Johnson in 1989 to be swept in the playoffs, and at least Magic Johnson made it to the NBA Finals before he was swept. Yeah. So a second-round sweep by the reigning MVP is not a good look, but, I mean, he kind of just ran out of – I think he's ran out of help, and, I mean, they game-planned the hell out of him. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you do you put any – any of that on Jokic, or do you just put that on Jamal Murray getting her and the Suns being at full force? I think it's a combo of Suns at full force with probably the best player in the West right now, Chris Paul. And he's their number two guy. So you have a legit scorer in Devin Booker. And then, yeah, your 
injury and they were just able to match up and game plan him and not let him do as much. And, I mean, he know? still had like a 30 point triple double in one of those games. It's just, I mean, he just had no help. The guards yeah. didn't match up with uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Him, Chris him Paul can only do so much. Yeah. Chris Paul was dominant. He was like his old regular self out there the whole series yep. in that, you know, closeout game. He had 37 points, seven assists, three rebounds, but just hitting shot after shot. I mean, that's not a dude who looks like he's 35 years old. I actually there. watched a little bit of, uh, I don't know what game it was, but man, anytime that Denver went on a run or that the Suns were getting erratic or shaky out there, Boom, Chris Paul's off the yeah. game, settled everything down, and it's back to being awesome. He's so good. Somebody brought up this in a podcast I was listening to last week was that the the Bucks had the chance to trade for Chris Paul and just oh, wow. I didn't know what a miss that was. Well, I don't they got I don't necessarily know. Kids. I think they had a chance and they went Drew Holiday instead. Um still and man, just just what like, wouldn't he, he have been so nice to have in that game last night when it feels like everything's falling apart and you could just have Chris Paul be like, I got this, guys, and go get you a bucket. Uh, he's incredible. Uh, but one of the other news items that broke this morning is another unfortunate one. And for a guy who's had a hell of a career, it's always come to end in a postseason that usually has to do with something like an injury. This one being COVID-19 related came out this morning that Chris Paul has tested positive for COVID-19 and is out indefinitely. The situation's kind of ongoing. I've heard various things through people that we had, like I think Jalen Rose or somebody was on Get Up this morning saying that he was vaccinated and that they don't see him missing more than one game. I, I don't really know the details on it, but. So if he's, I was watching the jump earlier today. So if he's vaccinated and it's only negative and contact tracing and all that, then he can come back really fast. I don't know the exact days, but if he's positive, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I he think that's go through like the 10 days or two weeks or whatever it is that they have set because he's positive. He'll just be able to not be as personally uh, yeah. affected by it because of the vaccination. I, as I said, I think we do need to look a lot at like the terminology that they're using whenever they, they put out that announcement, which was yeah. uh, was it CP3 out with COVID for, or four COVID protocols is what they said. They haven't said confirmed positive. They haven't said they, out two weeks. They they announced because the NBA does their announcement of how many players tested positive for COVID. And there was the one player and everybody's like, I wonder who that was. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it hasn't been confirmed but there, there's a lot of speculation that it is yeah. that it is indeed that he tested positive. But Arlie, as a big CP3 fan, what are you, how are you feeling about this diagnosis? What do you think that means for the Suns moving forward here? Um, I still think uh, they still have the best shot to come out of the West, no matter what, honestly. Even, even with CP3 not there, even though he's a big part of them closing out the Nuggets, uh, 37 points in sanity. But... Uh, there's they're still the best shot to come out of the West. I think that they they handle whoever whoever comes out of uh, Clippers and Jazz pretty pretty well. I still think that series whoever it is would go five or six games pretty easily. But 
the team obviously the, the, there's a zen that he brings uh, i was who was it i think it was i think it was like uh, on on Colin Cowherd's show and i was just listening to him talk about it where he was just saying like CP3 is not a statistician. He's not going to be putting you up, you know, any scoring titles, any defensive titles. But what he brings mentally, what he what he does for an, an, a basketball team is, is unquantifiable. And this Suns team with his addition, I, I, I as as good as Joker's season was, as good as uh, Jokic, every time, I know, uh, as good as his season was, I still think this showing from CP3, it, it, it increases his argument for MVP in my opinion. But again, regular season, I know. But like, it's just kind of in my head, like who really was, you know, the the, the real MVP. But that's just my take. I I think Suns are, are still mm. favorited to come out of the West. Yeah, and, and up until this point, I mean, he did get a little bit injured in that first round against the Lakers. But up to this point, the Suns have been the most blessed team in the playoffs this se- uh, season so far with pretty much full health. So mm-hmm. it will maybe derail them if they have to go without a game or two in the Western Conference Finals. Dustin, do you see this derailing their finals chance or or do you have them as that much better than the Jazz or Clippers? I Without think it's um, about even with the Jazz. I mean, I think the Jazz could take a couple games early if CP3 is not there, and then depending on how long he's out, I mean, it, it could really, really hurt the Suns. Because, I mean, even though they've gotten this far this year, they're still really young. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what CP3 was there for, was to be the captain of the ship, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that really affects them. Um, going forward and especially the next week or two once we get to the final conference finals yeah i I agree i i'd be nervous if i'm the suns right now just because he is kind of that the identity of that team and arlie you do say that he should be like the mvp but you also have the suns just being perfectly fine without him (laughs) i didn't say perfectly fine i just think that they're better than both teams on the other side of the west even without, I think him. I think they're better as as a team with him. Oh, I, yeah. I find that I find that the Jazz are probably gonna if if CP3 has to miss two games, I find it like they're gonna have to do the comeback from down 0-2 yeah. uh, on them, especially with the Jazz being able to have home court. If the Clippers somehow get out of this and they still don't have Kawhi, I would feel comfortable as the Suns. But I don't yes. know. CP3 is such a big part of the team like Dustin said if they get in a spurt where they need a bucket like CP3 is the guy they turn to especially down in the third and fourth quarter and uh, maybe Booker can step up and be like a 40 50 point guy but maybe 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 he can throw 40 I I don't know it's just it's it's not that 1000 percent they're better with CP3 on the floor 1000 percent they will make it out of the west with him on the floor it's just I still think even with him off the floor or off the court, I still think the Phoenix Suns are looking yeah. better than both Utah and L.A. That's just not 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 any any knock to CP. Obviously, I, I love him as a player and I've been pulling for him all season long. But I just it, I think Devin Devin Booker might should be enough to propel them past either one of the other two teams. Well, we're still waiting to find out who takes the, you know, the 
date with them in the Western Conference Finals. We'll kind of monitor this Chris Paul situation. I'm sure more news will break as the week continues, and by Friday we might have a, the full details. So take all this we're saying with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that kind of does it for the playoffs right now. But we did have a lot of news dumped on us today that just didn't just involve playoff teams. Um, we had Stan Van Gundy. The coach from the New Orleans Pelicans was fired after one season. We had Scott Brooks, the Wizards coach, who him and the Wizards mutually agreed <laughs> to part ways. And then we had the Mavericks decide to part ways with their longtime GM, Donnie Nelson, days after an article was released about concerns in the office about retaining Luka Doncic in a frayed relationship he has with the guy that they did not fire. Um, he has a crazy name, Bob Varalabas or something like that. Uh, <laughs> very confusing. Um, Dustin, as the Mass fan, do you have any concerns with this? There's been news trickling in and out throughout the day that Luka was not very happy about this decision. Are you... Where are you at? Are you on edge? Or are you just kind of waiting to see what happens here, knowing that he has a huge extension coming his way? I mean, yeah, I'm on edge, but I'm not like – got to wait and see what happens, see what Cuban does with this situation. I mean, I think Mark Cuban knows, like, what he has in Luka Doncic. And there's, like, a two-year window here of don't screw this up with Luka or else he's – gone and you just lost one of the best players in the league for dumb reasons so whatever hiring happens in the next month i would say is very 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 important for the mavericks and luca's future like drastically important yeah i would imagine that he includes luca in on that on that decision but yeah, big moves to be made for the Mavs there. Uh, they definitely, yeah, like you said, this is the time, and you've got a young star who's ready to win now, and you want to make sure you keep him happy for the long term. Yeah. Um, other news that was dropped last night, the all-NBA teams were released, and so let's go over those right quick before we get into a rule change that I wanted to talk with you guys right quick before we get out of the NBA. I got this. this. All right. So we'll start off with the third team. Third team was Bradley Bill, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, and Rudy Gobert. Your all NBA second team was LeBron James, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Joel Embiid, and Julius Randle. Then our first team, all NBA, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, and Nikola Jokic. That rounds out your three all-NBA teams. Uh, Some interesting misses. Uh, uh, Why can't I think of his first name all of a sudden? Jason Tatum and uh, Mitchell on the Jazz both missed out on all-NBA teams, which cost them about $30 million. If they would have made an all-NBA team, they would have been there for the Supermax extension that they are eligible for. But both of them missing on that cost them a pretty decent payday what? on that. What what position is Mitchell? Uh, he is uh, he's a guard. He's a point guard, shooting guard, whatever. Like, like, like um, officially class. Okay, okay. There's nobody um, that I see him better than though. Um, Bradley I, Beal I, maybe. 
Depends on how you value things. But, I, I don't really see a guy that I would lessen for him. Now, Tatum, right. I might have had over – I think I might have had Tatum over over maybe Butler, maybe Paul George. Ah, I don't know. It's tough to say. So that's what I was going to say with this is like some people on the internet are getting mad about Luca over Dame or – Julius Randle over Bradley Beal or whatever, or like yeah, you know, Jimmy Butler over Tatum or uh, Donovan Mitchell, and it's like, do you realize like the hairs you're trying to split with like these superstars and how ridiculously good of years so many of them had? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad I don't have to pick this, <laughs> right? Is that it? it, it it's it's hard to split these hairs and, and in all honesty, yeah. though, like, okay. So you do have to look at this from, from like a top down thing. Right. So like forwards, uh, Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron, Julius had a great year with the Knicks. Otherwise they wouldn't have been there at all. Uh, and then after that, what Butler and Paul George is the only one that I, I kind of, uh, y'all know my like hesitations towards like that kind of player. But anyways, uh, yeah, the only thing I think I would change, and, and this is it just nitpicking at this point, but right. I think I would have had Kawhi as a second teamer and I would have had Dame as a first teamer. I think where the all NBA gets ridiculous is that you have to vote on like three forwards and two guards. And I think it should be more positionless, yeah. like the game's right. moving towards. And I so like, like Kawhi played 50 games in a 72 game season and he's a first teamer yeah. and Dame pay, played 67 of 72. So that's kind of where, like, like, I don't have any problem with Luca being over Dame. I was talking to somebody about it on Twitter. I don't have any problem with that because I think this season Luca was one of the most important players this season. But I also feel like Dame was one of the most important. Um, And while we all know what Kawhi is when he's healthy, he missed 22 games. Yeah. I think the, the only rotation that I might put out there, and it's not due to any fault of his own, uh, but it, uh, maybe rotating up uh, Dame and Chris Paul and moving uh, Steph Curry maybe down to second team. No, Just, you can't. You, I don't know. You, you can't move Steph down. Steph no, was ridiculous. It was a phenomenal year, but it's just, I, I don't know. It, it's really, the, again, splitting hairs. I, I don't know. It's, it's splitting it's, hairs, it's hard but it's this. also like that team he had would have won maybe like 10 games without him, and he drug them all the way to True, possibly man. getting into the playoffs, and yeah. they're nothing without him. But the last thing in the NBA I wanted to talk to you guys about, it kind of broke a few days ago that the NBA is looking into a rule that makes unnatural shot motion illegal for the offensive player oh, yeah. and i was kind of wanting to get your guys thoughts on this because this is something i am all for because i hate when trey young is dribbling to his right and stops and like has to lean all the way to the left to draw contact i think it's so like like dustin had his stat of the of the week a few weeks ago where we we're saying nine of the top 10 offenses ever we're all from this year and the 10th one was from last year like offense is at an all-time advantage all offensive players have the advantage you can't hand check it's so hard for the defense and then you add in the fact that i can be i can be going this to my right stop lean into left to create contact with somebody and then jack up a shot that that's completely not in the rhythm of the game 
and get a whistle for that and get three free throws. Yep. Like that's th- so bullshit to me that that is something that exists. I get it if I shot fake and then I'm shooting normally and you come into me. But if I shot fake and I have to lean three, four feet forward to try to get you to come into me while you're playing perfect defense. Yeah. And then you get a foul on that. That's such that's so bullshit. So I'm appreciative that the NBA is looking into this and I hope they do. What are y'all thoughts I think on that's that potential the rule? One is the pump fake? You see a three point line all the time. The pump fake. Yeah. And the guy jumps, but not forward. And then he comes down straight and is standing there. And then just to pick on Trey Young some more, Trey yeah. Young <laughs> leans into him forward, not to the side, forward, yeah. and throws his hands into the guy standing up, not doing anything anymore. I think that's one of the things I look at pretty big. Yeah, because that's perfect defense. And then you're just getting screwed over because the offensive right. player – is going out of his way to do that. It's just, I don't, I don't like that. You're able to do that. Arlie, what do you think on this? Do you have any thoughts? Does this mean anything to you? Or are you pretty solid, solid fucking golf clap to this? This is the perfect (laughs) move from the NBA on this shit. Honestly, it, it, it has made it so, um, so like, uh, you know what it, the, the, the way the shot motion rules are right now makes the NBA, comparable to 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 soccer to fifa in that like it makes it super based on the fouls that you can draw and turns all stars into complete divas for no reason so like they don't need that foul they don't need that unnatural motion and i think this needs to go right next to that that what was that uh that um that rule that they put in probably about like five ten years ago about like being too dramatic on a foul or something like that or like and flopping flapping that's flopping. what it was i couldn't think of the wording so like this needs to go in the rule book right next to that one which is you're trying way too hard to gain a a, a free shot or a point advantage and this if they put it in will bring back nba defense which is one of my favorite things to watch in basketball like i love watching good defensive teams my, my thoughts are they're just like I mentioned earlier, there's so much built for the offense. You know, yeah. a, a, a lot of the fouls for, on a defense are prohibiting the offensive player from getting to a certain spot. Right. Well, basically what that unnatural shot motion is doing is prohibiting the defender from getting to a spot that gets allows them to play good defense. Like the offensive player is going out of their way yeah. to prohibit the defender from making a good play. Yeah. And then they're getting the benefit for it. And the defenders always just at a disadvantage. Like, how are you supposed to guard these guys? And I love that the two people that they threw into this role were James Harden and Trey Young. But it's because true. they're the two. But it, it's I'm so tired of watching dudes. They're not trying to score. They're trying to get fouled and go to the free throw line. Like, mm-hmm. that shouldn't be what it's about. It should be try to get an open shot. And in a time where guys are hitting harder shots than they ever have, and they're better at offense than we've ever been, and we're shooting threes from deeper than we ever have. Like you got to give the defense something here. And I think it's a step in the right direction. So it's, it's gonna we'll promote, see what they decide. No, it's going to promote defense. And and that's what the league is missing right now. And aren't we in a season where uh, offense is at an all time high, like average? Like, yeah, I, that's I, think what I, I was saying like, yeah, I, I, I mentioned that earlier. I said, I you know, it, Dustin's yeah, Dustin's stat of the week a couple weeks ago was that nine of the top 10 offenses ever from this season. That's right. That's right. So like this needs to be put in place to start preventing 
that exactly. I'm sorry, but it's just like I, <laughs> I, I get it that offense sells tickets. So that's a big part of like why why the NBA has these kind of rules in right now, why the NFL has like more rules protecting the quarterback. Like I get it. More points equals more tickets equals more sales equals more. But like at what point do we consider consider it too far? And I think that like too much of it, this coming from a Rockets fan who who obviously his, his you know, the all star of my favorite team took advantage of this for years. But yeah. like I I I love defensive teams. I love the 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 San Antonio Spurs dynasty. Loved it because they were great defensively. Loved every bit of it. Like I'm not a Spurs fan, and I like I'd prefer to watch them lose. But objectively speaking, as a basketball team, they were great defensively. Yeah, I mean, I'm always I love the offensive side. I love being able to tune in and watch Damon Lillard go off for 55 points and just hit ridiculous shots. I loved watching Kevin Durant do what he did last night. Yeah. But I would appreciate like something to make it a little more helpful for the defense and, yeah. and, and kind of skew some of these crazy offensive numbers back down to normal so we don't look in 10 years and Zach Levine's the Chicago Bulls all-time leading scorer. True. <laughs> like some of these bullshit stats that people pull up because – Offensive numbers are all time high. We're gonna have random dudes who shouldn't belong in these categories that are. We're gonna look up and see what the fuck that guy. That guy's like the all time leading score for this. Uh, yeah, it just makes who, no sense. Who but is this again, I, I actually don't remember who he was, where he went to school, or what position he plays. Like, why is he? Anyways, no, yeah, no that's it, gonna be it. It's the right move. But it's the right. It's the right move. The but that will wrap up. We had a lot of stuff in the NBA. We had a lot of stuff drop today that added on to it. But it was one of those NBA news days that was really fun just because every hour there was something breaking. You're like, oh, my God, this. Oh, my God, that. Stop, stop. But also at the same time, please give me, give me more news. Uh, so it was a fun day. But that wraps up our uh, NBA segment for this week. Catch us next week when we'll be diving into the conference semifinals. Woo! As we uh, prepare for the NBA finals, so keep, keep your shirts on, folks. Just keep. Actually, no, you, you can take them off. It's fine. It's a tailgate. Uh, so, um, I guess that that is going to wrap up our NBA discussion. We're going to go ahead and jump into shop bets now. We're going to go over last week's picks, and we we have our first shop bet for this week. This is tailgate talk shop bets. We're going streaky! So, the moral of this week, while we're looking at both games, is we need to stop questioning Brooks. Um, I don't know how, but I... Do you have a record of like the shot bet totals? Are are you are you still ahead on that? Like total totals? Yes, I am still keeping track of it. We're getting close to like our seventy fifth, so I figured that's when I'll bring in the records okay, okay. and show you guys. We'll, but we'll I, save it. We'll save it. We we can save. I'm it. not gonna deny that I've been on a tear. My only losses were because I bet with my heart and not what I thought. <laughs> How dare you follow <laughs> your feelings? Because I I wanted the Mavs to beat the Clippers. Right. Same. And I wanted the Bucks to beat the Nets, but I went back to what works and I went with what I thought was gonna happen this week. It's working for you. Okay, so. If you couldn't tell, Brooks went undefeated this week. First game that we had, first shot bet was game three of the 76ers versus the Atlanta Hawks. And, uh, well, me and Brooks ended up picking the 76ers on that one. And Dustin takes the L. 
He ended up picking the Hawks. He ended up picking Trey Young, which is a little weird. But we allow the shot bet to happen. You can pick whoever you want because you're placing a bet on it. But that is Dustin's added to the total. Uh, for the second shot bet, though, um, it was the Jazz versus the Clippers. And the uh, the Clippers ended up winning this game. I ended up picking the Jazz. So did Dustin. Brooks ended up picking the Clippers on this one, which was weird again because he's been pulling against them, and he didn't go with his heart. He went with his went went, with, with, went, with what I thought was going to get me out of a shot. Went with the Brooks brain, and the Brooks brain paid off. So, uh, on the second shot bet, uh, like I said, Brooks takes the win. Me and Dustin take the loss. Dustin goes 0 for 2 this week. I go 1 and 1. Brooks goes 2 and 0. So, uh, as far as this week's shot bet that we have coming up for you guys, uh, this is going to be it's going to be a good one. I, I I am looking forward to it. It is the Nets Bucks game coming up tomorrow night. If you're watching live or yesterday, if you're listening to the podcast, um, let's see here. This is going to be their game six, and they're going to be playing at Milwaukee. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, but. I'll go ahead and throw it out there. I do think Milwaukee takes six, takes number six. Uh, Dustin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I said it earlier too, so I'm going to stay with Milwaukee. I think they come out their ass on fire. They know their season on the line. So I'm going to go with the Bucks at home in game six to win it, and then the Nets will take game seven. So Bucks on six. All right. Liking, liking the pick so far. Nice red shorts. All right. Uh <laughs> Brooks, what 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 is your pick, sir? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the sweep, and I'll go with the Bucks taking this one. I for after watching last night's game, I was so I was like, the Nets are gonna win Game Six. But after I've thought about it more, I I really do think the Bucks are just gonna come out in full force and probably take that game. And, um, that's it. And I would see if it's over early, kind of like we talked about. If it's over early, the Nets will pack it in and try to rest up and just be like, "All right, let's let's do this on our home court." Yeah. No, totally agree. I I, I do. I don't know. I honestly do feel like the Bucks are going to take this one. They're going to come back with a with a big fight to them. Plus, it's at home, and they've been very good at home all all uh, this series throughout. Um. So, that's gonna uh, wrap up our shot bets for this week. Obviously. We got the sweep on Milwaukee this week uh, as far as our first bet. Stay tuned on social medias that will be posted to, uh, to Instagram and Twitter for you to get your vote in for the other shot bet and for this one as well. If you are listening on Friday, you missed it. But for those listening live, you can catch it on our social media pages on Instagram and on Twitter. So as far as the shot bet totals, I will take mine after I get done with the, with the post stuff. Because I got I poured a double so I can get this down to one. Uh, we got me owing three. Brooks is at a at a at a uh, is is eating donuts over there. He doesn't need to take a shot. Just <laughs> dropping zeros. And Dustin is is racked up to four now. Not that bad considering you've been on a a how long about three week three week three hiatus. Week hiatus. So three, three week with with no drinking during the week. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, so he's up to four, but you know it's really. I'm pretty sure he's had more than four shots on the weekend. Uh, I saw the I saw the mimosa. I saw doesn't the mimosas. record him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anybody out there, you want to pay off the shot bet? This is your moment to do so. This is your chance to pay up that bet. Again, these are shot bets. So if you place a bet, 
and you lose the bet, you owe us a shot. I don't care how it is. Get those to us. All right. I want to see them. I want to see the pics. I want to see the video. Send me a picture of whatever you're sipping on. Don't care. But we want to see those. This is a tailgate. And we don't, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't, we don't tolerate that shit. All right. We need to see your shot bets. <laughs> get those in. Uh, so that's going to wrap up the episode, though. It was a fun episode. Well, uh, uh, yeah, no, it wasn't about the same amount of time, actually. I thought we were going to be running a little bit under than usual. Um, let's go ahead and kick this off to final shots for the week and seeing where we're, where we're standing with on this. Uh, Dustin, lead yeah. the way. Final shot for the week. Who do you have for us, man? What do you have? That's big, man. Um, we covered a lot of what's going on. I've been watching a little more playoff hockey with so many of these NBA blowouts. So yeah. it's just kind of fun to watch some playoff hockey that's competitive when there's mm -hmm. a 20 point blowout in games like the Hawks and Sixers. So go hockey. Dig it. Dig it. Hockey uh, podcast. Uh, you're, you're taking away my stuff, <laughs> man. All right. I brought something new and you're stealing it. Nah, I appreciate That's all, it. it. That was very general. That was good. That was good enough. That was good yeah. enough. That's just like hey, all of hockey. All of hockey is my final shot. Hockey. Yeah, all the hockey. <laughs> good try. Yeah, it was a good attempt, yeah. dude. It was a good attempt. I liked it. Uh, all right, Brooks. Final shot for the week. I see you. You you got something written in here. What do you have for your take? Um, yeah, I just wrote an MLB sticky situation mm -hmm. going like on with, uh, all that's going on with the MLB, uh, this week, Dustin, I was, I was hoping you would get in on this conversation because I'm curious both what y'all think of what all is going on with the MLB and these sticky substances that they're cracking it down on Yep. Tyler glass now gets hurt and he went on a pretty good rant last night. Trevor Bauer doesn't give a fuck and it's just like Hell hey, yeah. use it. Um, where are y'all standing at on this whole uh deal that's been going on this week? I whoop. go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Ray. Okay, so <laughs> so like my main thing is just like and they're cheating. Any one of them Come if they if they gotta put the anything Astros else on the guy. if they gotta put anything on Come their arm. The they Astros gotta, guy. Oh oh yeah. Go ahead. That I, I the, at the moment whenever the Astros did it, it wasn't considered cheating. So Anyways, so, um, anyways, uh, yeah, if, if it was, they would have taken away the title. So, yeah, please keep going with that discussion. Anyways, no, if these guys are actually being caught actually cheating and it's in the rule book to not have any foreign substance to help you as a pitcher, adding extra spin to the ball, adding extra rotations, whatever it's going on, then you need to be start starting to see a big enough fine or a big enough penalty to where it discourages the rest of the MLB and that or, and that includes pay cuts, and that's where it needs to start. They need to start cutting these guys' pay. They need to start cutting their time on the field. And again, this is still cheating in my book. I I don't. I, I want to see something harsher than like what was it? One guy had to sit out for one game. I think that was the last one. Nah. Okay, but was it ten of his games or was it ten of the? Anyways, no. I mean, go ahead. I don't know. Dustin. That's my problem with this is. MLB let this happen for yep. so long. It snowballed for so long that it just got worse and worse and worse. And then, like, Glass now and Trevor Bowers rants the last couple of days are like right on point. Like, especially Trevor Bowers was like, now they're just saying a blanket 
10 game suspension for anything on your hands. Like you can't prove or disprove or try to fight it or because he's like, like a uh, glass now said, I use sunscreen and rosin. Those are two things that are on the field. Like they're one of them's in the dugout. One of them's on the pitching mound that you provide that creates something. And then just if the umpire thinks that it's something else or too sticky now he's out 10 games. Like now they're trying to just cover their ass, but they're not doing a very good job at that either. So yeah. they're just running themselves in a circle and it's not going to be very good in to the year, like going at where they're at. Like this is, they've just made themselves look stupid. Yep. I just think it's another, uh, huge Rob Manfred fuck up. Like he's just, he's been such a horrible commissioner and you're just adding on to the list. That's already like ran out of the first sheet of paper. We got to go to the next one now on just incredible fuck ups he's had. Yeah. So, so freaking dumb. And like, yes, it was a problem and it is cheating and it got too far, but you can't just come in and like, yeah, kill it, kill it all at once. Like you needed to figure out what it is, what we can kill, how we can, figure it out first don't just be like oh nothing anymore like do, yeah. do research do better be better be yeah better. i get the pictures i get the pictures being upset with it like you haven't cared about it so and then all of a sudden it's like you know don't well, fucking do it so, fucking so do it. the biggest sales pitch for the mlb for a long time has been preserve the integrity of the sport that has been their sales pitch for how long now and so for them not to follow through with that, for them to just allow people that like, yeah, Rosin is on, is on the bats. Yeah. It's on, on the field. It shouldn't excuse it for being on, on the pitcher's hands. That's not the intent of it. The intent of it is to help a little bit with baseball bat grip. But like, honestly, I think part of that's to counter uh, pitchers having what, what is it? Double the rotation they had 10 years ago. Yeah, better spin like, rate, but that's what I mean. I mean, if you're not going to crack down on it, then I mean, what are we? We're in a we're in a time where you try to take advantage of every single thing you can to get an advantage on the guy who's trying to take advantage yeah. of yeah. every little single thing he can. So uh, if they're not going to fucking police it, then I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I, it's just it's kind of a clusterfuck. But I was just curious what y'all's thoughts on were it. It's it's no. been a big debate a over the week, so. It's they have their heads up their asses and they're trying to make decisions about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's all. Like, like honestly, I, I, I don't know how you fix that, but something has to be done. And, and would they take rosin out of the batter's hands to prevent the pitchers from no, it? No, the rosin, the rosin's the bag behind the pitcher's mound. Oh, what am I thinking of the, oh no, I'm thinking pine tar. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just yeah. kidding. Well, no, get rid of that shit then. No, you're honestly. not going to take Pintar away because then you're going to have bats possibly flying towards the stands. I Maybe. Mean, now there's nets now. but Yeah, yeah, I was, I was confusing Rosman with Pintar. That, that, was, that was my own mistake. So, um, no, I don't know. If, if you want to preach integrity of the game, and that's why you didn't use VA, VAR, whatever video uh, thing for so long, then preach integrity of the game. Don't let pitchers use foreign substances to pitch the ball harder or faster. Yeah. Or just yeah, fuck. let's just get rid of umpires too, so or we just, can get every call correct, <laughs> right? Or just or just let, let let's just say screw it and just let everybody inject steroids and go fucking big time. 
Dude, steroids in baseball were awesome. It was a great time. I had a fun time watching that shit. Barry Bonds was dope. Let's just let it. Let's just let it rip. Can we have? So is Sammy Sosa. Can we have like a (laughs) super? Can we have like a super MLB? Like just like. All right, we got the regular one that's like, I it's going to be more integrity-based. I've said this for a long time, and okay. Brooks has heard I say it. The Home Run Derby should be mandatory steroids. Okay. Okay. I like it. You have to like, be. Not like, the, stay, like yeah. you don't know any of these names, but they've all been juicing for 10 years yeah. straight. Oh, <laughs> watch. And it's a surprise. It's always a surprise on the Home Run Derby. You're like, oh, that dude does steroids? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! What up? I like it. That's a it's a, it's a good it's a good direction of the sport, and I think it should be that. No, whatever. I I I would like to see some sort of uh, natural approach towards the MLB, but like policing all of it is really freaking hard because it is such a precision sport. We'll we'll call it. Yeah. So, um. As far as my final shot for the week, uh, obviously we, we do got to talk. Um, my final shot for the week is uh is hockey. Hockey. No, it's just that's it. All right, that's it, guys. Have a good night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> catch up. Catch out the next tailgate. That's it. We're done. Uh, no, I Canadians are winning one to zero. I don't know if they still are. Uh, that was the last time I checked in, but uh, no. Uh, my main thing is uh, the the twenty twenty, and this is correct. The twenty for soccer. The 2020 Euro Cup is being made up right now as we speak. And so all the all the top European national teams are going up against each other right now. Uh, been a lot of fun to watch because you can catch it in the mornings at around 11 a.m. Uh, if you're if you're here in Texas. And so you can actually watch a lot, a lot of really good top end soccer. A lot of good quality teams playing right now. Um, but uh, during the week, uh, it was... Um, who was it? Portugal and Hungary. And it wasn't until really late in the game. I was, I watched that entire thing. Uh, Portugal scored in the 84th minute out of the 90th. And Cristiano Ronaldo later on had, uh, had two goals and went to be the, the, uh, most goal scoring, uh, player in all of the European championships. So that was kind of a neat little, little, little tidbit, little factoid kind of thing going on there. Um, but I think that does wrap up the episode for us. Hopefully my Canadians yep. pull off this win since this is now a hockey podcast, according to Dustin. Uh, they're up one <laughs> zero still. So but we're, we're only in the first and Vegas, the, the, the golden Knights are a, a extremely aggressive team. So I don't know if that's going to hold up. Last game was wild, but anyways, that's going to wrap up the episode. As far as the shot bet picks for the week, we were all at a sweep for Milwaukee. That's who we're all picking this week for the for tomorrow night's game, if you're listening live, or yesterday's game, if you are listening on the podcast recording itself. Um, as far as the rest of it goes, make sure, if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast. Spotify, iTunes, whatever, whatever you're listening to us at, wherever you're listening to us from. If it is on iTunes, make sure you drop us that five-star rating. Give us a good review really helps us out. We really are trying to work towards sponsors and stuff. And the more that we have from that from you, the more it helps us out in the long run. Uh, as far as our social media accounts on Twitter, we're at tailgate underscore talks. We are also on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, as far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at Dustin Wimmer 22 Brooks. You can find him at Calvin B Barrett. 
Me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And uh, if you haven't already, and I, 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 there, there's not enough of y'all. We only got like 20, 30 subscribers on there somewhere on the YouTube page. Go follow that. Go ring the bell. We're posting these videos for you guys. You can watch our live reactions. You can watch uh, Brooks's little, 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 little magic tricks of, of video editing. They're, they're coming out really nice. I'm liking the videos that he's making. We're putting those out for you guys. Make sure you go hit, hit up and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a bell notification in case you want to catch whenever the next video is live for you. And excuse me. Lastly. Uh, if you have any sort of thoughts or questions, or if you're trying to reach out to us for any reasons, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com is the email where you can catch us at. So, um, I think that is going to wrap up our episode, guys. Uh, again, we're still not doing any kind of t-shirt giveaway. We're not doing anything like that. Uh, we'll, we'll have that coming back around somewhere around football season time, uh, for Texas Tech. We'll have the new logo. We'll get some new shirts. We'll start rolling that back around. But for right now, I think that is going to be the end of the episode. We will catch you guys next week. And uh, Brooks with the goodbye. Yep. Catch you all at the next tailgate. Peace.